0: Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie ArtCast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And we're with the Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello! And we are once again here at the Hive in Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Callie, how's it going? It's going well. It's, it's, uh, God, can you believe July is almost over? No. I, it's what sad. What happened to this I summer? I know, but it's been a great summer. It has been. It's been very hot. Very hot. Very hot. But I, I'm not complaining because eventually we'll say, oh, it's too cold. It's too cold. It's too cold. So I'm very happy that it's been hot, but I don't mm-hmm. like the smoke and hopefully. It's been
0: really good for the concerts though. because It has. It, just recently it hasn't been too high no and last night's concert was great yeah pamela benton always does a superb job on her band pb and jam so fun yeah
1: yeah. So make sure we still have a few we have like four more concerts. Yeah. Plus plus the symphony on Saturday. August twenty first. Yeah, so don't forget mm-hmm. that. So we've got lots of concerts still coming up at the Riverstone Concert Series. Yep. Every and, Thursday. Yes. Except for that one Saturday. That's right. So um I'm yeah, I'm happy. Oh, and my daughter. Uh, guess what I'm doing later today? What? I'm going to Lewiston to pick up my daughter who's moving back to Coeur d'Alene because she got a job Woo-hoo!
0: Woo-hoo! at Cobb County our kids
1: Hospital. Get a job. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So she will be back and um just when my husband's he's been gone. Guess what? Wow. He's back to work. My husband
0: is gone also. <sighs> I love it. It's, Except <laughs> Last night at 1230, yes. my smoke alarm went off. Oh. And it's going, you know, it's not the little ding, 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 letting you know that the battery's dead. It, it was, was the, the big one. one. <laughs> and how? And woke me up out of a dead sleep. And I'm waking up, and I'm like, oh, my God. I got it. My back is like, <laughs> it doesn't want to move. And I'm like, oh, my God, if the house is on fire, I don't know if I can make it to the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I go check. Uh-huh. The house is not on fire. The alarm stopped. and But I am so freaked out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I lay awake in bed for a while and finally go back to sleep. And an hour later, uh, eh, uh. and it does it three times and then stops. Ugh. So I get up again and I'm looking around at this point. I can't go back to sleep. I'm nope. so freaked out. hmm Am I going to go back to sleep and and then burn up with the house? I don't know. But there is no sign of fire. It's the worst. So anyway, I did finally go to sleep. But if I seem a little tired today. That explains it. That explains it. I'll have to tell you a funny story uh, real
1: quickly. Okay. Okay. I was about 9 or 10 or 15 months pregnant with Maddie. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And Stu was gone on the road. And I was sleeping naked pregnant because mm-hmm. it was summer and mm-hmm. I was hot and our alarms went off oh <laughs> and I'm upstairs in the bedroom and I could, my back was out because <laughs> those damn cause the damn baby was on uh, like pressure everywhere low and you know, I'm four foot 11, nothing, right? you know, and I was like, oh, I could barely roll out of bed. <laughs> I'm like, Walking like you were walking about two weeks ago. Yeah. I was walking and I was walking naked down the stairs going, what the hell am I going to do? And I was going to go to neighbor Todd, my next door neighbor, who's a friend of mine. And I was like, what am I going to do? Knock on his door like the smoke alarm's going. <laughs> and I think I it eventually went off. It finally stopped. I have no idea what happened. I thought, right. oh, thank God he didn't have to come and see me naked. He never had children, oh. But it wasn't my fault, so <laughs> <laughs> that's all I say. Anyway. Well, of course, story. you know,
0: this only happens when your husband's out of town. And that's a lot, so Ugh. anyway. I anyway. Well,
1: enough about husband. Yeah, right.
0: Well, well I'm excited because we have Tandon Laundere here. Me too. Visiting us. Tandon is um, a known artist in our yes. community, and he does some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Tandon. Thank
2: you, thank you.
0: Hello. Yeah. And also, we do, do want to say a uh, new father
1: again. Yes. Yes. Of dad so yes. Congratulations on your
0: second baby,
2: general Yes, I'm, v- I'm very good at changing smoke alarms. So oh, thank you, <laughs> you can't call me. Hey, oh. I can't call you <laughs> because you're
0: busy. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, were like, Tandon will do it. Tandon will do it. He's tall. He could reach this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, great. So, Tandon, we want to hear about how you got into. What inspired you to become an artist? And your and talk about your artwork because it's very unique.
2: Oh, man, I mean, I grew up fairly creative, I think, which is always a good catalyst for uh, becoming an artist mm-hmm. of sorts. Never anyone's plan to become an artist. You don't grow up being like, I'm going to be an artist. Like, <laughs> everyone tells you that's a shit job. Yeah, don't do that. So, um, <laughs> right. So anyways, it was interesting. I grew up um, very, like, uh, tactile with, you know, just interesting projects. I didn't have any TV or video games ever growing up. So I was kind of, uh, you know, let your imagination kind of do the work. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of went on for a long time. I mean, I did a lot of like art-ish projects, you know, growing up. Um, But it wasn't until I was probably early 20s before I started uh, kind of dabbling in art and Mm -hmm. kind of doing more studying and more research and looking at other artists and seeing that there is people who are making careers in art and uh having a good time with it and it was actually very like it was lucrative and enjoyable and it was creative and so I'd always dabbled very entrepreneurially in different projects and businesses Mm -hmm. which has always been fun and there's always been a certain amount of design and and art in those projects like Thrux Lawrence was leather goods right Mm -hmm. that was a fun project was that the beginning um yeah, I mean, that was the last beginning of some, some more of your- creative. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess before that, I had done a lot of, uh, like, buying and selling and, of industrial antiques and, mm. like, uh, oh. architectural fixtures.
0: Mm-hmm. So it was a
2: lot of um, big pieces for houses and, you know, big tables or, right. or, or lighting fixtures. And that's kind of always trailed with me. I still, time to time, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun because you kind of find a found object and you kind of retrofit it and then kind of create so it's it's not art formally but um yeah it's it's along the lines mm-hmm. so yeah so then there was that and then there was um a rebar company i started doing boat goods for a while um and it started the, but i kind of bought into that and then, and and what of, is what is that what was interesting it was like uh like Hooks and hangers for jack, or for like leather jackets and pants oh, and cool. like fixtures. And so it was all out of rebar, which was a really fun project. Oh like um, that. But the manufacturing part of that can be kind of difficult. Right. So, um, but that was a really fun project. Mm-hmm. And then there's probably been a dozen in between there and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so once I started getting it formally, and I don't even really consider myself like formally in art, like I just kind of like sideline it as much as mm-hmm. I find free time that's what I like to do and enjoy so mm-hmm. everything I kind of do has some sort of uh, creative component to it and so yeah but art is art is different than what I got burnout with leather goods was was meaning like there was a design component of the project where you'd sit there for a couple months and you just design bags and you design details and you'd get all the production components right. ready. And that's and,
0: the fun part. And that was all
2: fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you go to just manufacturing the bags. Mm-hmm. And that was just like you know, the same thing over and over, over and, and over. Yeah. You know, design, the, the design was good. The customers loved design. It was fun. And mm-hmm. you could always talk about that, but you weren't doing it anymore. You are just talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so manufacturing was really different in that sense. It took away, it didn't take away. It starts in creativity and ends in repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. So with art, when you're taking a piece, you can just say, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want with this art piece. And once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. And there's no more life beyond. I mean, the life that you put into it at that time was there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a time capsule. It's done. And then you move on to the next one. So I see pieces I've done over the years. And you can say, I can really tell where I was at right. in my artistic um, approach and my, my interest. So mm-hmm. interesting, <clears throat> recently, I just framed up. A piece of art I started on when I was 15. So it was done on a piece of plywood and mm-hmm. it was in the old the Elks building so I used to yeah. be oh, like yeah that was my grandma's building right and that was like my entire world for a while because I had a key and I was like 15 and I could build motorcycles in there and race them like <laughs> <shoot>, shotguns <laughs> in the basement oh my god shoot pigeons out of the rafters with bow and arrows <laughs> We would suddenly naked it on the roof. Like, Aww. so it was like, so when that whole space changed, I was like, this, I mean, it was like, it was, it was fabulous because it was just like the whole thing, but there was all these walls. And when you're young, you always find Kansas spray paint. You're like, I want to just, you know, do what the cool guys do with mm-hmm. some and stuff or whatever. And so I was like, but it was the grandma's building and I was like, going to get crap for it. So I was like, "Better <laughs> start on some plywood. And so there's this old piece of plywood that I, I started uh, graffitiing all over. And then I left it alone and I came back a few later, years later and I like, had a sharpie with me and I sharpied all of these extra detail and mm-hmm. And then like another three or four years later I came in and I drew It was this piece that's about like, it was really weird for how young I was. It's about time and death. Oh, wow. And I was so young and didn't really have a good like, grasp on that. But yeah, I was like putting all this stuff about like, it was like a cowboy looking at an atom bomb. It was like a guy like crashing on a motorcycle. It was this maze of lines. It was this anchor that said sink or swim. It was, and there was a quote that said, I do not I do not fear death, I fear time. And I stenciled it right on the front of it. Oh, and so oh, there's wow. been this weird piece that's like even t- I'm still trying to figure out why it I regurgitated that kind of material over and over and over in this piece. Mm-hmm. And it's all monochromatic, like golds and blacks and, and, mm-hmm. and brown tones. Um, but anyways, the other day, I, I, it's in my garage. I was redoing my garage and putting like, a slab on it. there it is. And I was like, I'm going to take that and kind of like elevate it out of its just kind of plywoody boring niffs. Mm-hmm. So I put this huge, cool, matte black frame on it. Mm-hmm. It's in the Rockford building now and uh, yeah you have to go check it out oh yeah definitely i want to see it. so that's okay. been so that kind of that piece actually has spanned my entire like artistic so, timeline uh-huh. pretty much so from like and i've still added i still have room to add to it if i so felt to i think i mm-hmm. added something a couple years ago yeah. so it's about time for something else too yeah know. but anyway so so that was a piece that's very that's interesting but my work really got going as I got into mixed media work, mm-hmm. which is a lot of collage right. and portraiture work. And I kind of-
0: And what inspired that? Cause that's such a unique style.
2: Um, several things inspired it. Um, I needed some advertising for Thrux Lawrence mm-hmm. that was like masculine and old cool. world or Western mm-hmm. or something It was kind of like doing a. A feeling or something. Mm-hmm. I studied under an artist for a while um, who had a style that was similar, and I started studying the style of that mixed media portrait work. And even though you don't see it very frequently, mm-hmm. there's several artists who do something very similar to it. Uh huh. And so it's it you just might not come across it every day, but there's mm-hmm. probably a couple dozen artists that have a mixed media portrait right. style. So it's it's not really like a it's not really. It's like a. It's like a genre, but a very small,
0: mm-hmm, right, nichey
2: thing. But I have basically come up with like a, a way that I like to produce it, and a way I like to you know have it feel. I'm, I'm trying to create a consistent feeling through the pieces because I mm-hmm. think artists who have a consistent um, vibe or a consistent look. Mm-hmm. Are more, can be more established and can be more identified because yeah. you're right, right. oh, like, that's that artist. Recognizable. Yeah, yeah, sure. You
1: go, oh, that's Tandons. Right. Yeah. I, I or know that's exactly. a Jeff Weir or that's exactly. uh, you, yeah. know, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Yep. Kathy Gale. That's Gale.
2: Yeah. And no, so, no. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's important, even though I do jump around a lot in art styles. So mm-hmm. I'll get into, I've done a whole series on, uh, these stencil pieces where I'm embedding the stencil in the art pieces mm-hmm. oh, cool. and they're just words and they're just quotes and phrases and sayings and they're kind of broken up. So you have to sit there and read them because they don't read just full line by line. They're mm-hmm. kind of the lines are broken without hyphens mm-hmm. or dashes. And so you kind of are still, you sit there for a second and try to figure out what it's saying. So that's been a fun. And then I have like, a, oh, I'm starting to do some abstract stuff that I've never done before, which is really, Abstract's so difficult, because there's so much judgment in abstract. Yeah, (laughs) It's just like, you can be like an oil painter and like get into the detail, and someone's like, wow, you're really good with a paintbrush, and you're very technical, and it looks very, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you get into like, you know, impressionist, and you're like, oh, you're really good at impressionism, and you know, because you still have a feeling, but abstract's just kind of like, just, everything goes now however right. the paint arrives on the canvas is just, just like, like that's right. what happened. and then you yeah. have to start talking about why you did it and why you did it and why you're inspired to do it that way and mm-hmm. that's the worst thing i'm i'm admittedly terrible at talking about process mm-hmm. and art because mm-hmm. so much for me is is it aesthetically pleasing or is it not and the right and the ways to get there are most of the time either accidents or just, just kind of say. like uh a Random, you know, process. There's been so many art pieces that I've made and then, like, literally just torn down, just like crushed them right as soon as I finished them and said, mm-hmm. Nope, it's not working, it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I start, stopped doing that and I started pouring resin all over them. Mm-hmm. And I take the resin, I crack it, and then I rip the resin right off the canvas. And what it leaves me with is this like distressed, vintage yeah. canvas that right. starts a new piece. And those pieces typically start out the best. Oh, So I have, so I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of acquiring back some of my earlier work for two reasons. One, I want some of my better pieces personally, just to have them. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I'm trying to buy pieces that are absolute garbage that someone's like I love it and you know someone's like yeah I'll give you a couple thousand dollars for it and you're just like oh yes you know when you think about it and you're just like and at the time you're like oh the the money's better than like and even though you know you're selling a garbage piece it's like Uh, it's only happened a couple a uh couple times but um
0: well it's interesting that what you find garbage somebody else finds finds it yeah I mean that's that's, that's, that's the essence of art yeah
2: artists can be can be very critical on Right. Myself. Oh my god, yeah. But it's
0: the happy accidents where you're yeah. like, how'd you do that? And yes. you're like, oh, well, right.
1: this was a total failure. I know, I'd
0: love for you to talk to my mom cuz my mom is an abstract artist mm-hmm. and she ha- I mean, I love to talk to her about it because she she knows what she's doing mm. and she has she's on a mission, but it is very guttural. You know, it's all yeah. from your feelings. And, and so what, you know, she'll name a painting. And I'm like, wow, I do not I, see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. she sees it. And that's the this important Monday thing. morning. But, so,
2: yeah. <laughs> but I think it's even scarier when you're, because I, I, mm-hmm. I said, like I said, I'm just starting on this. I've just built all the canvases for it. Never done it. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting on the outside of it, never having done it. I mean, if you, if you say, hey, Tianan do a mixed media portrait of I'm like, Great. Okay. Who's your favorite person? Yeah. Who's your favorite quote? Who's your favorite mm-hmm. book? That's What my size thing. you want? What color do you right. gravitate to? And then someone, right. like, basically commission a piece, and it's just, like, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And then they end up having this piece on the wall that they love because they've had a lot of influence on it. Right. And it's all in my wheelhouse to be able to create it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with an abstract, it's like, in never doing it, you're like it's just terrible so <laughs> so what I, what I've learned to do and what I'm doing is I'm like literally just taking sheets of paper and drawing out what I think the loose framework of the abstract will be mm-hmm. and just trying it on an eight half by eleven right and then replicating something similar to that mm-hmm. on the canvas so I am not just going through like, all these huge canvases I'm just going through, right. you know, and it's kind of just gets the idea out there and then you kind of run with it. So a lot of it is these these tests and balances. I, I take a lot of, uh, this is like a little secret, but I take a lot of uh, plastic sheeting and mm-hmm. when I want to do additions to my art pieces, I keep, because they take months and months and like they go, like sometimes they're just too busy to ever really have a full block of time to get art pieces done. So sure. they just, they always drag out and they always yeah. and then you get inspired in a different way different days mm-hmm. so you come back to it and you're like oh man I really feel like it needs this and I've learned from earlier on just doing just being impulsive can really be negative towards the work because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times yeah I don't like super being super compulsive but I do know when an idea hits me so sometimes what I'm starting to do is I take the back of the canvas. I'm writing notes on it all the time. Okay, I'm going to add this or take away this or add this. So a lot of, if you buy a piece of art of mine, you'll see there's all these notes on the back. Oh, of that that's cool. The I want it to do or not do. And then I'll take the front of it. And if I have an idea, I'll take a piece of plastic sheet lay it over it. Mm-hmm. And I'll do whatever I want over the plastic, clear plastic sheeting, mm-hmm. And then I can just look at it. And, and even though there's a glint to it, I can say... Yes, that was exactly that. what needed to happen or no nope. way. Whoops. So glad Whoops. I did not do that. <laughs> I'm so glad
1: I didn't ruin this piece. <laughs> and then you yeah. just and then you go
2: back in there and you add it or you just mm-hmm. say, okay, cool. It's not there. That's smart. And so, right. because I've taken acetone for hours scrubbing crap out. Oh, like, no. Like, oh, how am I going to get this out of here? Why did I do that? Right. So, yeah, know. that's
1: good. Yeah. But,
2: so that's been, that's a little bit of the process of of art and kind of the, the creative components of it.
0: Add a little flair to your special events with Scraps Barbecue, a great catering choice for your next gathering. Specializing in golf tournaments, sporting events, and more, their commercial kitchen can be on site, or you can choose to have a fully catered meal delivered right to you. Known for their authentic Santa Maria-style tri-tip and tequila-lime fish tacos, they can customize the menu to meet your needs for groups of 20 to 2,500. Contact Kevin at Kevin at or check them out on Facebook.
1: So Tandon, how do you choose the characters in some of your mixed-media portraitures? Portraitures? Yeah. Is that a word? I'm, sounds I think funny. I call
2: them like a mixed media Americana. I like that Americana. Yes, or something. Something. that yeah. sounds
1: good. I like it. Um,
2: oh boy, it's interesting. So in the beginning, it was just a couple. I think it was actually a couple commissions that kind of got me really ultimately started. Mm-hmm. So a couple commissions. So those ones you never choose. They're just like they, random people yeah. that person likes. And yeah. Just like, and like- I don't even remember exactly what they were. And then I know some of the earlier ones were Native Americans and mm-hmm. cowboys, which i mm-hmm. have always grown up with a, a huge amount of respect for Native American culture and that heritage. Right. And I always wanted to be like a Native American growing up. Like yeah. as a kid, I'm like, oh, right. these guys got it figured out. They live off the land. They, <laughs> right? they, they do the whole, you know, yeah. it's just see They were just so much in unison with, like, what I thought was, like, good values, even Mm -hmm. from such a young age. Mm -hmm. So still that carries forward to today. And then you get into, like, the culture of, like, cowboys and Indians and and Western. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a big draw for Mm -hmm. what I like. Um, But then for a while when I was producing work that was going to art galleries and to shows, it was completely... I mean, this sounds terrible, but it's completely monetary. Like, who's popular? Who do do they want to see? Who do they want to see and who they do? But what's also good about it is it gets you out of your will, your your idea of what you like, and you're starting to do something else. So I did, like, this great Bridget Bardot piece and this Mm. great Marilyn Monroe piece, and they're pink and gold and white, and it was, like, so different than my, like, Mm -hmm. other side. But it was great to be able to kind of explore that and kind of added an extra balance, I guess, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. my typical, like, step outside, Just black a and gold bit. tones, and, you know, mm-hmm. so, but there's been that, I've done, man, I've probably done, like, I think, I, I've probably done a hundred different, 200 different, uh, individuals, so, wow. yeah, it's been,
0: which one was your favorite?
2: Right now, I'm working on a piece of Good Horse, uh, that was commissioned recently, and, it's huge. It's mm. like six foot by eight or nine foot. Wow! And it's um, it's just his, he's a really young uh, chief. This this mm-hmm. guy and he um, just has like super noble look and he has like these really wise eyes. And you just look at him and you just you feel a sense of like pride and nobility and you feel a sense of confidence and it's mm-hmm. I don't know it's 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 a calming portrait to look at but at the same time it's strong you you feel it and that's why I think is why gravitated mostly towards doing this style of work is that when you have a portraiture of someone in the room Mm -hmm. opposed to an abstract or just a impressionistic painting or when you have a portrait you are either if they're if they're well known you're Mm -hmm. bringing the persona of that person into and even if they're not well known Mm -hmm. and they just have a feeling and a mood there's nothing that brings a vibe into a room like a face right, yeah. right? so mm-hmm. it's like you can have a, a green artwork in your wall and you're like oh cool I've green and you get you can think about all of the moods that green bring on mm-hmm. but a portraiture will be like you'll know you'll know if it's like johnny cash and you're like oh this is cool and you're like this is this is classic and, and whatever and then if, if it's like uh um oh what would be a another one that would be Another whole feeling, like say John F. Kennedy. I
1: was just yeah. gonna say that. Oh, that is so weird. Stop
2: it. So, yeah, I mean, that would be, that'd be, that'd be, a, that'd be a whole other thing. So, yeah, it's been interesting. I think also tying back now, I'm recalling some stuff. Port makes me portraitures for me came out of me reading a ton of biographies. Oh, you. right. So, when I was younger, I loved, I loved biographies more than anything. So, I would have mm-hmm. as like. 10-year-old, yeah, you know, I would be like reading biographies about the most random people mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. loving it and then finding another one, another one. So I've read like a hundred different biographies of different people and I think that subconsciously had an influence in wanting to go back to, it's a, it's a visual biography. You're yeah, taking, right. you're taking yeah. someone's people. life and yeah. you're saying, you're finding quotes about them, you're reading up on more history than you ever read about a person typically mm-hmm. going into, you're finding Books about them and information. Because so scour like I've thousands of vintage books about everybody, like, mm-hmm. and they're all. And then you're finding material that goes along with them. So evil can evil, you know. and Then I find a bunch of books on like motorcycle stuntmen and racing and all this right. kind of stuff and the history of that whole culture and era. Right. And that makes it into the piece along with quotes and you know everything of this. So it's really kind of is a visual biography of sorts. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's why commissions have been so good for me because everyone has a person that they that right. admire so, like, and they want your, to who's your person.
0: Oh like, my person. Catherine Hepburn. Oh I love that. Yes. One. Yeah. That would be mine. So
2: that so like that would be Humphrey then,
0: Bogart. I love him. And then you'd oh. say,
2: okay, that's what's my favorite quote of him or what's my favorite mm-hmm. this and then all of a sudden you know you, everyone has that person. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of been an attractive way to approach it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's cool so yeah yeah wow
1: and that. then I want to talk about the um your building that you remodeled and yeah and what you one created one. this art space right
0: so you started with Thrux Lawrence which I did want to ask before you get too far away how did you come up with that name because it's such an unusual name
2: names have always been like following unique names have always followed me because Tandon doesn't mean anything it's just my mom made it up when really? I was, before I was born, and mm-hmm. I was supposed to be named Tanner. She met a bratty kid named Tanner in the grocery store like a week before I was born. She's like, You can't be Tanner. <laughs> so it just like, gonna be like, Tandon. So it was Tandon. They came up with Tandon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was unique in growing up, you know, you, and you have a unique name. What is Tandon? Or what, everyone's yeah. asking, Where's me it to come respell from? What it, is it? And yeah. So then I wanted to start a brand, and I didn't want it to be, even though it was so much of what I was and what I wanted to do, and it was, Everything, I was completely immersed in this heritage, U.S. made menswear culture mm-hmm. that was like a, re, a resurgence back in like the early, oh, how long ago was it? 2012 and 14, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Thrux Lawrence was, Thrux was just a word I'd had even before I, Wanted to start the brand, and mm-hmm. it was just a good, strong word, but it's also just completely anonymous. It was just like this right, yeah. random word. And then Lawrence was this wildebeest, this taxidermied wildebeest I bought when I was like 12. Again, oh. buying, selling stuff. I mean, my room looked like a museum. I up. like, <laughs> ask Jeff he'll go, oh yeah, Andrew, or Dimitri. Dimitri will remember all that kind of stuff. Um, And so it was really really Thruxel Lawrence and then it doubled over, over as my initials, TL and oh, sure. so mm-hmm. Lawrence and Tannin-Londaire. Oh, and okay. so when I ever brand something, it was like a signature stamp of the brand, but also kind of still L- you. O-O-M-I still you. Also. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so that kind of went forward and then just, you know, we named a bunch of things. Bork Barber was uh, interesting. name. Bork came from uh like, like a fortress or fortitude. And, and when we were starting, starting that it was like a cool space for guys to hang out in a barbershop and kind mm-hmm. of re reestablish barbershop as like a sacred place for like just Guys hang out and talk, yeah, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Then undercuts became a thing, and there's a bunch of chicks in there. So, oh. just how it goes. Um, but yeah, so that was that was good. And then, uh, you know, my son's name's Ronx, which is completely Ronx Ronx. R-O-N-X. How do you...
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah,
2: so that was completely unique, and that was that was a bit of a battle with Nicole. <laughs> we were going back and forth on these names, uh-huh. like, oh, wait, what do we name them? And, I was like, I love, love, love this name, and we basically got up to a couple weeks before he was born, and it was just like, she's like, well, I don't have a name I love, love, like you, so, Let's go with it because you absolutely love, love it. it. And yep. when you have this little baby and you're like, oh, hi, Ronks. And it's, just so, <laughs> like, it's just so weird, right? But yeah. now he's just like a little bruiser. He's just a so, tough little kid. And he works, just huh? loves to work with me and tools. And nah. you know, he's just a, a cool guy. And he's coming into this sense of like, yeah, you look like a Ronks. You act like a Ronks. And Fits who yeah. knows what you'll be when you're older. So, yeah, right. But I yeah. So yeah, no, the building was... Uh, the Rockford building came, spawned out of my need for a space to be creative and controlled because I was in a in that Third Street building for mm-hmm. like five or six years. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, but there's only so many things you can improve or want to improve or. Because improve. you
0: didn't, own, didn't that. own the building. Yeah, and right.
2: That's a big, yeah. like kind of a big mm-hmm. thing. And so I had the opportunity to buy that building and mm-hmm. it was. Um, originally, Gardner Welding Supply, which was an old—he uh, was a—he right. was a mayor back in I want to say the '50s or '60s—and mm-hmm. um, but he had a bunch of different uh, some, some welding supplies, some construction supply, a trucking company or whatever. Uh, where uh, Collective Kitchen is mm-hmm. was was one of like the main offices. Oh, of his. Okay. So our building being right behind that. You have,
1: Yay, collective kitchen.
2: You have, um, <laughs> yeah, you have this this building that just was there since 1952. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I found it, I kind of went in there and I looked at it all and there's low drop ceilings, nine foot ceilings. Yeah. And it was just like eh. a bunch of little rooms. But I saw the framework of it and the structure of it. And I just, you know, being able to be visual and, and, and look at things, just thought, man, this could really lay out to be, I, I just instantly felt, I knew what the layout should be mm-hmm. but i mean it required like penetrations for new windows and the new walls and i mean it was all right. all kinds of stuff so we gutted out the whole building everything um went pretty smooth it's just a lot of work for two years i just worked on it sure. day and night I mean, i was putting i mean it was not i mean nicole's pregnant with Ron's, but i was like 80, 100 hour work weeks for like a solid year. Wow. I mean, it was like hardcore. It was like, yeah, right. It was do or die, get it done or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was just, you know, and that's kind of the sacrifice that I think you have to make to kind of get ahead and to get mm-hmm. things established. You There's sacrifice and right. sure. good things always have sacrifice somewhere in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but now, it was, it was fun is I had the ability to kind of be flexible with who I wanted. The tenants to be and how I wanted the tenants to, you know, be involved in the community because at my space, I was, at the old Trucks North space, it was like you pay your rent and then you have your utilities and your internet and your all the rest of the fees associated with it, right. right? And it's just like it's a full fledged business and you have all these expenses and you're paying, you know, so it's just like it was kind of like a a, a large barrier to entry mm-hmm. and being more wanting to go towards art and being more creative, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be accessible for more people who just felt like the platform was was easy to get into. Yeah. So we made spaces that were great size for, you know, a little studio. I mean if you produce a lot of work it can be a little bit tight. Um, right. but you know we have, you know, Jeff Weir in there, the grubs which are are awesome, mm-hmm. gas mm-hmm. and grain doing vintage, the barbershops in there, Clover. Daniel Howard's uh, which or Howard's Woodshop, mm-hmm. um,
0: Leia Cohen, Leia yep.
2: Cohen, uh, and, yep. Cascade, Cascade
0: Creative,
2: Killer Creations, I think, Killer wow. Creations, yeah, whatever. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, so those guys are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have um, who am I missing? Oh, there's uh, Shelley Bowen and Christine uh, at the Studio Tip, or not? What are they calling Creative? I'm Bot ship there. They're the they're two cool chicks at the end of the hallway. With the do, clothes? With, no, they do the salon. The thing. salon. Oh, the salon. the salon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's been good. Um, so, yeah, so we just a good creative mix. I mean, I think the future of commercial real estate will be some sort of like all inclusive mm-hmm. one price. It'll go away from triple net mm-hmm. just because I think people don't want the. They don't. Everything's simplifying. If you look at every single business that's been created in the past 10 years, it's all about simplifying things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and real estate is not tracking with that. So I think eventually the future is going to be simplifying, you know, your lease agreement, simplifying your engagement with how you use space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I I don't think I'm at the very forefront, but Mm -hmm. something.
1: Did you know that right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, We have one of the nation's premier anti-bullying programs for students. Since 2006, Stu Cave and the Ovation Company has been helping students and educators reach their full potential by following this simple philosophy. Work hard, play fair, be kind. For more information on how to make your school a kinder place, visit
0: www.OvationCompany.com. Well, I love the space and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go and Tandon gave me a little tour of it before it actually opened and it's absolutely beautiful. What you've done is incredible in there. Um, For those people that don't know where it is, it is on Lakeside. It's the old commercial printing building. Yep. Lakeside and and Fifth. Lakeside and Fifth.
2: Yep. It's a black building.
0: Yep. Black building.
2: Black building with black letters. Yep. So I'm good. I'm doing I'll let you in on a little secret. Okay. Oh, secret? I'm I love secret. Doing secrets. a very cool mural Ooh. on the side of it. Oh fun. That's my my buddy Christian designed and it says Howdy from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And yeah. it's the shape of Idaho with like Coeur d'Alene as a star and all this cool script across Idaho in a banner font. Oh, um, fun. It'll be really big, and it'll be really, nice it'll be really fun for people like to take a photo, of, like oh, yeah, I'm right. In take a take a picture
1: or, you know, there. Yeah, yeah so oh. I
2: think it'll be kind of it'll be kind of cool. So I gotta
1: for all the influencers, right, right.
2: For you guys, for us, <laughs> you, you, you for Ali boys. and Cali, yeah.
1: we'll do it. Yeah, we'll be there. It'll be
2: cool. So one of these nights, <laughs> I gotta get out on a on Scaffold. a scissor lift and yeah. uh, get after it. That's so, cool. Yep, yeah. oh, you think so, you'll get
0: that up this year? I will yes oh, that's awesome yeah
2: so that'll be good
1: it's a great building it is a it's great building it's beautiful and um, my son go- and my husband have both got their haircut cut at I the, like the boulevard. Yeah, yeah i love yeah. the i was like i like this barbershop i want to play pool there is it just for men
2: no you, <laughs> okay. you're welcome to come in.
1: okay because i was like i want to play pool no
2: there, the barbershop is was a really fun thing it was just something that kind of was in addition to Thrux lawrence it's mm-hmm. just another Mm-hmm. Part of it is just one chair, and
1: yeah.
2: just kind that of got popular, and then it was yeah. added a second chair, and then it became so popular, it took over. So I moved my office, and <laughs> it was four chairs, and now it's six chairs. Yeah. And so it was, it's been over time, it's just grown. But the, the guys there are solid and, and, uh-huh. and good. They're, yeah. What's cool about Board Barber, opposed to everywhere else, is that we're only barbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's only guys who've been fully trained in that as a barber no cosmetologist or anything yeah, else it's just right. like, and so that kind of which is just cool in, yeah it's cool i mean it's, it's it'd nice be like, yeah. It'd be yeah. like you going into a salon and being like there'd be like your cosmetologist but there would be in your hairstylist but be like someone who like wasn't trained very well or like or only half trained right like, oh yeah. and then so i feel like for men and barbering i mean i feel like that's how it should be i mean you mm-hmm. don't go to like a mechanic and be like oh yeah i'm only been studying mechanics for about three months now, <laughs> yeah. but I'll fix your car. For I you. can do right. it. You know, so it's, I mean, trust me. So it's yeah. like, it, there's a thing there, yeah. and that's been my shtick from the beginning. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty cool. But yeah, that's been that's been good. Yeah.
0: yeah, I love going in there. I love going to visit all the different artists in yeah. there. And Jeff always mm. he's often in there working, and it's fun to go yeah. visit with him. And we're trying yeah. to
2: we, we're trying to find. Um, we like to have more creatives and more art artists mm-hmm. in the space. Mm-hmm. So this is a call for people who you have to be, have a, you kind of have to be a little bit like early to mid career or like semi successful or have a second thing going because mm-hmm. it's, it is a commitment to yourself and your own business. And you have to take yourself seriously to right. kind of like right. do your business. So it's not necessarily something that you just have. It's just like, oh yeah, it's just cool. And I'm just like, yeah. you know whatever and we really want people who are, are engaging with the space and really working and mm-hmm. you know so we need uh, I think we have one space that might come available and I am preferencing it for an actual artist oh right so mm-hmm. opposed I mean I have a laundry list of people who want in the space but yeah, you want you full you're time but I want to be I want to I want it to keep to promote
1: the artist that's really promoting yeah. themselves eventually
2: if you had like I mean I love everyone that's in there. But okay. eventually, if you just completely artist, like art artist driven, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes a, a, like the the small little mecca of Coeur art yeah. community where everyone gets in there and, you know, and mm-hmm. people love it. When people come in and they see and that they're they working buy art directly from the artist, they know that right. they're 100% supporting the artist. They yeah. know mm-hmm. that they're 100 I think that's, I mean, galleries are a great thing. And we have a great little town for galleries. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. But I think the balance of it. Is yeah, good because right. then you have you can you can go both ways because mm-hmm. a gallery can represent so many different artists, which is wonderful. And then mm-hmm. finding your your direct artist is also right really there. important. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah, creative I love that. space. But so the nice thing is that the the Rockford Building is on the studio tour. That's right. Which August. is August twenty eighth and 29th. Yeah, ninth. Yes. you will be, be a, fun. Yeah, it will be fun, and yep. it's a great place to go because you have this nice collection of artists. Right there to visit. Everybody and, in one stop. Yeah. Not everybody,
2: but you know, several, quite a few, several people in one
0: yeah. stop. Yeah, I can't remember how right. many students. Yeah. So if you haven't been to the Rockford building, make yeah. sure that you get 504 there.
2: 504 East Lakeside Avenue. Yeah,
0: right. Right. definitely check it out. Yeah, it's it's a,
1: it's a going to be great. Well worth it. Yeah. yeah, it's so great.
0: Well, Tandon,
1: it's great to
0: have you yeah, here absolutely. and, yes. and Thank you, guys. talk that was about it. It's so I fun. Yeah. yeah. I love
1: hearing all these stories and Backstories that you were shooting in the Elks building, and oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell your grandma, does she know?
0: No, <laughs> you, you remind me so much of my son Connor, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look alike yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, but um, your background is really similar, and yeah, it's
2: they. Well, I like that they didn't take any of the patina off the walls because there's <laughs> these sections in the building where. There's like splatters on the walls. And I'm like, oh, that's when we shot potato cannons out the wall. <laughs> and, they just, and they just never cleaned it up. And so like I can go hit anybody's office <laughs> in that building and basically be like, oh yeah, that's from that. And that's I did from that. that. And I that love
0: that. So, that's so funny. Had
2: fun stuff. We had huge rope swings in there. Ah. And like, we just rope swing right off the rafters and it was just it was just crazy. We had trampolines and we had was so, it was so fun.
1: Re- that it would have been
2: actually
0: what reminds me of Connor
2: the yeah. most.
1: That would have been so fun. Doing crazy stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> to have a building like that to in. Oh yeah, it was, oh, it, was my it was
2: like a storage God. unit for my, for my mom and dad and, yeah. for, and the whole family. And it was just like, did all kinds of like, so there's always building materials in there. There's always, there's guys coming in there trying to um, steal copper wire. So you'd get in oh, there yeah. and we'd chase these guys out of the building <laughs> and you know, there'd be, there'd be bums burning books in the basement trying to stay warm because the old old Elks oh yeah right right? so that was like a thing and so there was like all these old pool tables in the bar and that was like the dodgiest part of the building just like dungeon. yeah I, we have, we set up boxing rings down in the basement we're gonna do like a, a underground fight boxing club like oh we used God, to, like funny. have full-blown like super secret poker games uh, so like everyone like okay show up at this time oh and like everyone, a speakeasy yeah we were like we like full-blown <laughs> poker games with like a bunch of guys and we just like hang out so the basement so the whole building has like for me like a, a huge illustrious history of right. many so many different things. Love it. So it's it's oh, been that's fun. a really fun.
0: little of of next time I go yeah, in there I'll look, yeah. I'll look and look see if walls. I can see bullet holes. <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah. yeah right. Well thanks well, so thanks much Yeah. It's yeah. great.
1: great. So make sure you go to the black Blackwell. Blackwell, Rock, Rockford Building. I do that
0: because it's a black building. Yes. It right. throws me off. Go to the Black Rockford black Building. Black yes. Rockford Building.
1: 507. No, 504. 504.
2: 504. <laughs> She's tired. we, we, we got to wrap up. It's good. We're going wrapping downhill. up.
0: We're going down. We're going down. Let's so, start that over. Okay. okay. Go to the Black Rockford Building. Yes. It's at 504 East, East Lakeside, Lakeside <laughs> Avenue.
1: Thanks so much. You yeah. See
2: you guys. Thank All you. right.
0: Uh,
1: and I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you you do today. Make sure it's creative.
0: Looking to sell or seeking that dream home? Nancy White of Coeur Portfolio Real Estate is not your average real estate agent. Known as the real
1: estate queen, Nancy has consistently garnered awards and accolades in sales
0: production, education, and leadership while continuing to volunteer locally. And she is an avid supporter of our local arts community. Coeur Portfolio Real Estate promises local real estate expertise plus concierge-level service. Call Nancy today at 208-818-1126. The Alley and Cali ArtCast is brought to you by the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and sponsored by The Ovation Company, Scraps Barbecue, Tubbs Coffee Roasters, and Coeur Portfolio Real Estate.